Josh when I won, I, I was surprised. <laughs> like I was running with my last kilometer. I was like, am I still first? Like, I can't believe it. And the last eight station, like, am I first? Like, dude, you've been first for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Gotta Run Racing episode. Welcome. We've got a good one for you today. But first, let's talk about our inaugural Rainbow Trail Run. Rainbow Trail Run. How did that go? It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think the humidity was over 40 that day. Yep. And the runners were such troopers for gutting it out because it was it was hot. It was a hot day. Everybody used ice. And and the funny thing is, they run right beside a lake or a river, but I don't see, I didn't know anybody jumped in. Well, there was a, a warning for <laughs> goose poop, so they probably were weighing their uh, options there. Yeah. No, it went really well, though. It was fun. I, I have so much excitement over the potential for this race. Yeah, we're going to definitely have a night only run we're going to go up to 100 mile we're going to and there's camping and there was people were camping just they because were. of this race yeah. yeah they came over to camp just to make it happen yeah and the pool should be open next year yeah the pool imagine doing 100k or 100 mile and then jump in the pool after awesome that would be great what's next next on the agenda we have what you're wearing island lake classic and island then lake. and then what i'm wearing coyote the last chase the coyote yeah yeah, so we're Se busy. September is going to be busy, yes. Busy, busy. I'd like to give a shout out, if I may. Yeah, to? Our very first Patreon supporter, what? Jason K. from Ohio. Way to go, Jason. Thanks so much for supporting us. Thank you, Jason. And if you'd like to join Jason so that he's <laughs> not alone on our list of supporters, check out our Patreon via our website, gutterandracing.com. Yeah. Jason will be receiving a little care package in the mail, welcoming him to the show. Mm -hmm. And so can you. All right. <laughs> and who's on the podcast today? All right. Well, today we have Ihor Veris, <laughs> 27 years old, originally from Ukraine, now living in BC. And what what did he do recently? Well, let's see. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. He won Fat Dog 120 a couple weekends ago. Unbelievable. And... Uh, it was a long race for him, as far as I know. I think it was the longest race he did. I'm not too sure. Can't wait to find out more about him, because not too many people know about him. No, he's new on the scene. Yeah, he's young, and he, everything he's done, he's won so far, basically. So That's right. <laughs> yeah, he has a good record. Yeah, he's, he's batting, a, batting a thousand. <laughs> All so, right, well. Here's Ihor Veris coming up. Welcome, Ihor, to the podcast, and a big congrats to you at Fat Dog. Thank you, guys. It's uh, it's quite an honor to be on the podcast. You know, I, I don't get invited to podcasts every day. So <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. It's quite an achievement and we can't wait to talk about it. But first. But first, <laughs> we. Uh, I want to know how this all started with you because you're relatively young to the sport of ultra running. So I'm just curious how running even became into part of your life. Well, I when I moved to Canada, uh, I needed something to keep myself busy and and I figured running was going to be the cheaper sport to get into and in fact it still is right you you need just those shoes 
Uh, and yeah, that's, so this was my way to kind of get out and vent off and just to be there on my own with my thoughts, get everything sorted out. And I started as, uh, I think I started like four or five years ago and I would do something short. Um, eventually I started doing half marathons and then marathons, but then COVID hit <laughs> and the only place I could go was a trail because you couldn't run on, on the streets because you would be judged, right? You, know, you can't <laughs> be on the streets, right? So trail was the only uh, place you could go. And I discovered trail running and I never went back to road running ever since. So it, it is relatively new sport to me too. Um, so it's been two years since I was trail running. And then I was just exploring and more and more. And I was always curious, okay, so people run more than marathons. All right, let's look at it. And then I did a couple uh, longer trails back when I lived in Manitoba uh, and I really loved it. And the further I went, the more enjoyable it was, well, to an extent, right? So it's always <laughs> interesting to see what's going on. Like, is it possible? And when I learned about Fat Dog two years ago, uh, I was shocked. Like I. I Honestly, when I saw that and then, then I watched the YouTube video and I was like, holy, people are doing it in one shot. And <laughs> it was just so impressive. So I always was moving. Well, ever since I was moving towards that goal of trying and uh, experiencing uh, the 100 milers. And FADOC was a goal for sure this year. <laughs> um, yeah. And here I am uh, two years after I learn about the ultra running uh yeah i guess i'm an ultra running myself <laughs> most people when they start running they first do a 10k or half marathon they say that's it never again <laughs> did you have a similar experience <laughs> Ever? Uh, you know what uh when i did my first half marathon it was the manitoba half marathon i bonked seven miles into <laughs> the race and i was shocked i'm like am i that bad <laughs> and I, I i didn't give up I, I i took it as a challenge i'm like okay what did i do wrong and i just tried to learn about it more and more and i looked into it okay well you gotta eat something <laughs> actually you have to train before you just go and run right <laughs> i mean you could run it from the couch but is it going to be enjoyable? No. So, no, I, I, I never had really bad experience. I always enjoyed running and mm. running is one of the reason for me to run is just a way of dealing with mental health as well. So that helps all the time. And I find that when I run, I always think better and just mm -hmm. clears up your mind and all those important decisions that you have to make. Uh, I find it's easier to do when you're running. Right. Mm, cool. Did you find a bit of a shock when you moved from Manitoba to Chilliwack with the vert? <laughs> Difference in uh, the vert? <laughs> no, you know what? I actually did a lot of vert in Manitoba too, but that would be just on one hill or <laughs> I would try to find... Um, you, you'd be surprised actually. Manitoba is not as flat as you think. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you drive on highway number one, yeah, it seems like it is the flattest province in Canada <laughs> but once you go a bit north or south of highway number one you can find some decent trails with uh, obviously not mountains but you can get some vert and uh, 
the city I lived in had uh, uh, has still really nice trails and little hills that I would repeat until I couldn't pretty much just to get that vert. So I always uh, was interested in vert more than in distance. And uh, yeah, so when I came here, I already I was prepared. And, <laughs> but it's not the same when you repeat one hill and when you. <laughs> climbing for two three hours non-stop <laughs> yes. right at least when you're going down you're kind of taking break different muscles are working and here you know you start and you climb for hours and hours non-stop right and so it, it was obviously different but uh, i wouldn't say that i was completely not prepared so I still, I, I had some uh, uh, some juice in my legs, but <laughs> nothing compared to mountain slayers here that I met, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, what ended up being your first ultra? Uh, it was a Finlayson arm, mm -hmm. uh, 100K. So I moved here in July, end of June. And uh, yeah, the next race available here in BC was um, Finlayson arm, 100K. Mm -hmm. It's on the island. Uh, okay. very, yeah, very beautiful race. And I still think that it's probably the most technical uh, terrain I've ever run. There's not much running there going on. It's just so steep, just going up and down. And uh, yeah, you gain 6,000 meters over 100 kilometers. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty challenging uh, race. And yeah, I, I really liked it. And it worked out well for me. And it and it goes overnight. So you start at 5 p.m. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, so you don't really get too many views uh, <laughs> unless unless you run a bit longer and running into the day. Uh, but, yeah, that was my first uh, ultra race. It was 100K. And I skipped the 50K distance, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was signed up for one in Manitoba, but it was canceled because of COVID. Ah, okay. Uh -huh. What town is Finlayson? race near ah uh, it's near victoria so oh, okay it's, uh, it's in golden stream provincial park okay and uh i think ailsa mcdonald is doing it the 50k this year by the way oh, oh nice, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah so it, it, it's a very popular uh race and it's i it's one of the toughest 100ks i i think here in in canada it, it's really challenging the fact that you're running overnight and the trail is just so technical uh, this, as I said, not not much running. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did speak to Elsa, and she'll probably end up winning it again. So, <laughs> oh yeah, she's uh, she's amazing. Yeah, I saw she was on your podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. has been. But mm -hmm. let's not forget, you won. Did you not? <laughs> you won well, the race. I did. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, yeah, I still I feel sometimes that it's just too much attention, you know, that's around me. I I did win, but. I don't know. Maybe I just lacked out, or you know, I had a good I had a good day, and uh, <laughs> well, everything came into place. So, well, that's the thing. You went, you got on the start line, but nobody knew who you were. Uh, like at Finlayson. Yes, yeah, Finley, yeah. exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> now you've been getting some attention lately. Yes. Yeah, and actually, I, I was wearing. I still wearing uh, the Trails of Toba shirt. So that's the uh, company that puts on races in Manitoba. So uh, <laughs> people thought that I was from Manitoba, probably, you know. <laughs> and, and the fact that I was, it's, it's been only two months since I moved when that race happened. Mm. Uh, yeah, so actually a couple of people came up to me 
uh, because they saw the shirt, like, oh, you're from Manitoba. <laughs> they yeah, probably but... wrote you off, thought, ah, this guy will be <laughs> mid-pack at the very best. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing is the first ultra. I did some long FKTs uh, in Manitoba, but I didn't know if I was a racing material. So mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how fast I should go or how slow I should go. Like, I know that you got to slow down at the beginning, but... <laughs> how much you know so i still i was still exploring myself i didn't know where that edge that i can push myself to without bonking or or you know failing at race so i was still exploring i started very slow and i was in third second at the beginning but then i know i was just listening to my body i guess and that, that helped me to for sure yeah get in first and i was surprised yeah, when I won, I, I was surprised. <laughs> like I was running with my last kilometer. I was like, "Am I still first? Like I can't believe it!" And the last eight station, like, "Am I first? Like, dude, you've been first for hours." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else just stopped running. <laughs> but I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, "Really? This is my first ultra. Am I winning it?" <laughs> wow. So, so that, how much daylight did you see in that race? uh which is probably a couple of hours well a few more i think we finished at so i started five and i finished 50 so i finished at 8 36 so we did i did 8 36 in the morning yeah uh so yeah i got a few hours of uh daylight i i guess we ran into the sunset so mm. uh first climb i still i still got some views and early in the morning uh, yeah, so not too much, but it it was really interesting experience to run at night. It's just so different, right? Your pace is slower at night, and your thinking is slower, and you're usually sleeping at night, right? So it's just so so different. Like, it is different I'm, because when you start fresh in the night, yeah, you get the night section over faster than you, you would. Go having to do it later yeah that's, that's true yeah i did a few of those <laughs> yeah. and it also feels like you're running faster than you are <laughs> well i guess so yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> now uh, i think pretty not maybe next but would be the bc backyard ultra so just for our listeners can you explain the concept of a backyard ultra and also what drew you to that format oh uh, yeah absolutely so it, it's a very weird at the same time unique format uh masterminded by uh laz lazarus lake the the person behind barclays marathons uh so he came up with that idea where you run 6.7 kilometers or 4.16 mile loops every hour an hour and you start at the top, top of the hour and if you finish earlier than an hour you have some time to rest and if you don't finish it within an hour you're out if you cannot start at the beginning of the hour you're out right so you run until there's two people left and when the second last person drops out uh, you're allowed to do one more loop and then the race is over so even though you say you could keep going but you cannot so it it depends on the person that drops out second or I mean, second last. Um, yeah. You're allowed to do one more loop after and it's done. That's why it's very, it takes two people to go far. at least. <laughs> so, and how um, did you do? <laughs> uh, 
uh, I I don't know. I, I saw I ran 39 hours and uh, mm-hmm. the, the the assist uh, the person that I was second last. Uh, he's actually from Chilliwack as well. He, oh, wow. He's my he's my running buddy, and we we were training together and running together. And uh, yeah, so he ended up doing 38 hours. Therefore, I was allowed to do one more hour. And um, yeah, so and the race is over. And if you look at world results, 39 hours is nothing. Like the world <laughs> record is 90 hours. So I'm not <laughs> even halfway through there. Unbelievable. Um, yeah and like you think about 39 hours it's like okay you run day night day and then you run into the second night so it sounds like a lot right yeah Uh, but then you look at the results uh, out there and it's just astonishing but again uh it was the first uh provincial qualifier and it was here in bc it was the first inaugural race and i i was doubting if i even should do it. I wasn't sure if I'm com- could be competitive format and strong enough. I, w- I was I was always thinking about point to point or races that have certain distance, like 100k, right? So, but then my girlfriend she convinced me, like, okay, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna lose, and well, it's not the worst. You're gonna go experience it and mm-hmm. just something new, and you'll see, right? Like it's yeah. it's just interesting. To see, it's it's just so much different such a different mindset your speed does not matter <laughs> uh, it's all about conserving energy and managing your sleep deprivation yeah. and yeah and trying to avoid injuries or kind of postpone them as much as possible <laughs> because everyone is getting injured there <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they drop out right right and yeah, so I was the last one to sign up for the race a couple oh, wow. of days. No, actually one day before the registration was closed. And uh, we went there and there, there were lots of friends from the valley here. And uh, yeah, we did really good. Many, many, many of them are on the team. So they assist the guy that finished second. He's also on the team, Mitch. And we have... Uh, uh, Kevin here from Abbotsford and there might be more people coming depending on uh, if uh, uh, people from the top 15 people say decline their invitations but right. uh, yeah in fact we make it to the team we made it to the team which is uh, which consists of 15 people now right. and in October there will be teams championships where we're not going to go against each other so again it's going to be so different we're going to go as a team right. against other countries so all our loops will be added together mm-hmm. whichever country ran the most loops wins nice and where will that be that will be in summerland bc so okay really close and this uh best runners from uh, all over canada in this format are coming over yeah there's runners from ontario uh quebec and alberta and lots of runs from BC, uh, New Brunswick. So it would be wow. very interesting to see. Yeah. Did your strategy change throughout the race in terms of when you finish the loop and how much time you'd have before the next loop started? Uh, no, we were uh, we were very consistent. Mm-hmm. So we were all trying to hit 50, 52 minutes loops mm-hmm. so that we have eight, 10 minutes rest. And at nighttime, there was last vert. 
Um, so we were able to finish a little bit fast, like 49 minutes, 50 minutes. So we were leaving ourselves only 10 minutes, but it seems like 10 minutes is a lot, but you just arrive there, you try to do <laughs> something and they're already with you and it's yep. time to get out there. And the reason why, uh, we use that strategy, uh, because Harvey Lewis used that strategy. And yeah. at that point he was the. Uh, record holder so obviously he did something right <laughs> uh, and we're like okay harvey did this way and let's do it this way and you know it worked because you don't really need much time people that were running very fast so they were logging sub 40 minute loops uh they burned out and they yeah. didn't make it to uh into the second day even um and it doesn't work that way you don't really need too much rest because once you sit your uh, later into the day and night, the muscles are stiffing up and mm. it's hard to get going. So you kind of have to balance it out a bit. Uh, we found that I found that 50, 52 minutes works really well, um, giving that vert uh, because the loop in, uh, in salmon arm, uh, it was, it had some elevation gain and pretty decent elevation gain. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. We had, I think, 140 minute meters a loop oh, oh that's it, enough. it adds up you know yeah. for this yeah. format that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never done a race like that but i'd be so afraid just to leave the start line area because in case i missed the bell or something like that i would just oh. <laughs> bring me my stuff that i need i'm not leaving the start line <laughs> yeah well they, they whistle three times so three minutes before the start two minutes uh and then uh, one minute and then yeah it's an hour tense we're right around the starting yeah. corral so it's really hard to miss it okay uh, yeah yeah so he'd, you would be fine you would be love stuck it. in the bathroom <laughs> he'd be in the porta potty the i guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs> probably i'll lose That's 10 right. minutes right there no you should you should give it a try i i recommended it to everyone it's just because it's just so different and you actually get to chat with the community so much because you always start together, right? And you might be a little bit faster, but you always start the same people and you get to talk to them yeah. and we get to learn everything about them, basically. <laughs> Literally everything. Because you spend hours and hours out there and sometimes like, what else can we talk about here? Okay. <laughs> right? That's and, not running. That has nothing to do with running. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we just bond so much over uh, all that time because obviously we're all trying to do really good. So we can try to push each other further. At the end of the day, we're all competitors uh, when it comes to individual uh, competition. Right. But yeah. but still. And there were people who were playing some mind games, you know, who were trying to show how fast they were after 30 <laughs> hours, you know, and um also, this format is really interesting for spectators. Yes. Um, everyone who came to cheer for us, they are all coming to cheer for us in Summerland now because they said it's the best format to, to watch because you see the runner every hour. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good... So this is, yeah, I, I definitely recommend uh, to try. It's just so different, such a different mindset. You're not yeah. trying to sprint out and speed <laughs> speed is nothing as long as you can get 6.7 k within an hour uh which is you can walk that distance right half walk half run and in yeah. fact that's what it is it's not as much running 
as walking competition. Yeah. Right. Endurance competition. Yeah, because we always split those sections, uh, like those loops into sections, and we run this part, we, we walk this part. Right. So if you run it all, the, you're not going to conserve much energy. That's the whole point to conserve as much energy as possible <laughs> because you never know how far you can go there, right? Yeah. Now, if I'm I'm doing math in my head, but how many K did you end up getting? Uh, 261. 261. Oh, okay. That's, nice. that's incredible. <laughs> so let's move on to Sinister 7. Yes. W was that your warm-up to Fat Dog? <laughs> well, uh, it, it wasn't a plan. Like, uh, I wanted to do Fat Dog, but we didn't know if it was going to happen. Uh, well, race directors have not announced it, and I wanted to do a 100-miler. And Sinister was already there. They're all i could sign up right away so i didn't want to miss out on in case say fat dog is canceled or postponed again it was it was canceled twice yes. two years yeah. in a row right so i signed up for sinister I'm like okay whatever i'm gonna sign up for sinister because i i just want to do a hundred miler in the mountains because uh, i think that's where i'm going to and then it turned out that um, that fat dog is happening now and it was my dream to run fat dog <laughs> test myself and the uh, race director is uh, my running buddy here like i met him here we were running together oh. and he was like yeah I'm, I, I'm the fat dog race director by the way <laughs> i'm like oh nice so is it gonna happen he's like yeah it's gonna happen this year i'm like okay i want to sign up and uh, Finlayson Arm qualified me for Fado because you got to do something uh, ah. similar in order to uh, just sign up. And I was like, okay, I guess let's do it. Uh, four weeks between two races, uh, I can handle it. <laughs> 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 you know, I I uh, I um, admire the ultra running legend Carl Meltzer. Uh, and you've heard, obviously yeah. heard the speed goat. Yes. So he, he's the one who was racing every month, sometimes twice a month, which professional coaches would say, well, okay, this is nuts. That's <laughs> not right. Like you were peaking only once or twice a year at this area. And he was like defying everything. He would run every single month, sometimes twice a month. And uh, he would win all those races. So yeah his recovery was uh, impressive. So, so I thought like, okay, well, Carl Meltzer can do like 10 hundred miles a, a, a year. I can do two <laughs> within four weeks. So, and, yeah. and his motto is a hundred mile is not that far. There you go. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> and you end up winning Sinister Seven, of course, but I have a question about that yeah. is, is that, do you like to lead from the beginning or do you like to feel out the course to see what's going on with your competitors before you make any kind of move? Well, that's the thing. I I never leave from the beginning. Like all these, say, three races that I did, Finlayson, Sinister, and Fat Dog, I was never in the lead. So I would always start conservative. I always remember that saying that if you think that you're going too slow, slow down. Right? <laughs> yeah. And like it's, I always have that in my head uh, at the beginning because, you know, you're a little bit tapered and seems like you're going to crush this first hill and you can go all the way. But then got to keep in mind, this is a hundred miler course record is 18 hours. Okay. So it's not going to be done anytime soon. So <laughs> you got to make sure you still are moving strong 10, 15 hours after. Uh, so yeah. And I was always chasing 
the the I was in the chase pack. Yeah, and I don't mind it actually. Chasing feels like feels like I feel like if you're first, there's more pressure. So you're mm -hmm. always gonna look behind <laughs> over your shoulder, make sure and and you and lose energy that way. What's that? You lose energy looking over your shoulder. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But you know, even a fat dog, because I, I took lead halfway through the race. So it was at night, it was kilometer 105. And when I passed the first guy who was also uh, the guy I was racing at Sinister, Scott mm. Cooper, exceptionally talented runner. And uh, a fat dog, when I passed him, uh, I still in my head, uh, I was not thinking about, okay, let's pull away. Let's build the lead. And no, in my head, like, okay, if he's going to pass me again, that's totally fine. I'm just going to keep doing my race. I'm just going to run by feel. And if he's going to pass me, whatever, he's mm -hmm. a stronger runner then, you know, and I, I, I didn't let myself think about, winning until like the very last kilometer <laughs> when i when i saw that finish line and you got you go around the lake for one kilometer when i saw it i'm like okay and i asked my pacer is anyone behind us <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like, the one who's supposed to be looking over his shoulder right? yeah. <laughs> that's his job and he was he was always checking so he was <laughs> job and <laughs> and i was like no one there i'm like okay i feel like we're gonna win it then you know and uh yeah so only then i had that kind of racing mind that okay let's let's keep going last kilometer we're gonna we're gonna do it <laughs> on your mark get set listen up looking for a fun way to wrap up your summer join us on labor day monday for the 10th annual island lake classic Events include a fast 5K, a scenic 10K around the entire lake, and a free kids fun run. The autumn colors will be on display at Island Lake Conservation Area in Orangeville, Ontario. Registration is now open at gotterunracing.com. And I'm off! Back to the show. Now, what was it about Fat Dog that was sort of like your, your dream race? What made it your dream race? Well, they say it's the it's the hardest one of the hardest races in the world, right? The yeah. uh, outside magazine, uh, and they also mentioned that if you can make it hard rock, uh, fat dog could be a substitute. There's no altitude uh, like in fat in hard rock. Obviously, we we don't go above twenty six hundred meters, but mm -hmm. you still gain lots of vert and bonus 26 miles right so it's not a, <laughs> i don't know it's called 100 miler it's not a 100 miler it's way further it's in fact yeah. when i saw like 100 miles in my watch i'm like oh my god another marathon to go there's like <laughs> the steepest section to to climb I'm like all right <laughs> and uh, yeah it's just a challenge I, I was like looking at those people on youtube video uh, two years ago and i was so impressed by them and i just wanted to be like them i wanted to see like what it feels like to push yourself to those limits and is it hard to like what do you feel and like it, it's just interesting to explore i'm a really curious person just interesting to know what's what's happening to your body to your mind when <laughs> when you go that far with no sleep no stop and and uh yeah i was really curious so i i really wanted to try it and it, it worked and uh I really liked it. I, I had really 
great experience and I do recommend uh, everyone who can and really into all training to sign up for this race and do it because it's so beautiful too. You 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 run on the trail that you you would never be otherwise. You know, mm. and the yeah. race director and the uh, Volunteers—they're doing an amazing job. Uh, they did an amazing job marking it, and the views are just mind-boggling. And we lucked out with the weather. Uh, yes, we having the rain, and it was one of the best years. And uh, yeah, it's very beautiful because you know we often get here wildfires, mm-hmm. and it, it's hard to um, put on something like that in the middle of wildfire season too. Uh, so it's if you want to test your limits and you want to get some great views and definitely see uh, other amazing runners and people doing it it's 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 the place to be uh you know and the, the day before the race i remember sitting in that uh in the room the pre-race meeting just looking at all those people and it just it was so inspiring just to see so much endurance in the room these people trained for years and years (laughs) to be here they're hard workers and you know you it it takes courage to sign up just for this race you know because just wrapping your head around 126 miles non-stop it's just sometimes so hard right so i have so much respect and there's people in that room that are at least twice your age I know, right? What yeah. other sport would you find that? Like, <laughs> it, right. it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that's the thing. And this sport, you can get into it. Uh, you don't have to do it from childhood, right? Like, I, I, I've never been a sporty person. Uh, I, I didn't like running at high school or even university. This is so new to me. And I and see many people who got into it in their 30s, 40s, 50s, mm. and so on. There's so many people who were addicts, who are right, mm-hmm. who are recovering, who are uh, who didn't have a healthy lifestyle whatsoever. Yes. Uh, yet they are crushing, and I have so <laughs> much respect for all the ages and all the backgrounds that coming here and just chasing their goals, whatever they're doing here, either they want to win or they want to just complete, get the colored buckle or just regular buckle, beat the cutoffs. <laughs> You know, or there were people that didn't beat the cutoff, but, you know, or DNF, but they, they challenged themselves there. You know, they, they told the timeline and I just have so much respect for those people and being among them is so inspiring. Very inspiring. Yeah. Every runner has a story. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Now backtracking for just a minute. uh, How did you feel coming into the start line? Having just done Sinister Seven, how was your body feeling? Yeah, so when I finished Sinister, again, it's my first 100 milers, so I'm still learning, figuring it out, how to do it. And Sinister is known for really hot temperatures, uh, and I didn't do really good hydrating myself. Okay. Uh, moreover, I went shirtless, which is really not smart. Uh, and I had only one hand held and just a little flask in my uh, belt. So wasn't very smart either. Uh, I learned the hard way. So I ended up being extremely dehydrated. Mm. And after it kind of, it was, the recovery took longer than uh, expected. Mm-hmm. Like I, usually it, it goes fast and I recover fast. But here I was so dehydrated that I was 
so tired and done and the day after i was like oh my god how am i gonna do fat dog in four weeks i'm like what the hell did i do like, why but then i kind of calmed down and like okay let's just give ourselves some time and let body rest so i just let it rest for a week didn't do much running to just strength core exercises and the week after i slowly got back to into it and i did not taper i just I, I increased my mileage and decided to not taper at all and um yeah so the week before fat dog i felt good mm-hmm. physically and but you still have to be feeling good mentally and mm-hmm. i was just <laughs> right like this is this is mental part is more important than physical because yes. you know they say you, you run first 50 miles physically and then next 40 miles you run with your mind and then <laughs> last 10 miles you run with your heart so it's no matter how strong you are physically you're still gonna end up running with your mind and heart again suffering through it and uh yeah so the sinister was kind of so hard on me even though the course wasn't really tough like it, it was challenging but nothing crazy I would say but mentally I was so exhausted for some <laughs> reason and I was like oh my god the fat dog it's just why did I do that uh, probably gonna DNF or something <laughs> uh, but the week before it all came back and I I, I ate well I I, I drank well and uh, make I made sure I, I was taking care of my body so stretches rolling and everything to make sure that recover I'm recovered and when I told the fat dog stuff, I was ready. Like, complete. I felt actually better than before Sinister. Oh, wow. Nice. That's yeah. great. And, and in fact, when I finished, I felt way better. Because mm. I, I, I learned my lesson that I have to hydrate. I was drinking so much, even though fat dog wasn't as hot. Like we, we, it, it got a little bit hot during the day and second day. But it wasn't anything like Sinister. Sinister was way hotter. Uh, but I was drinking lots and I feel like that was, uh, yeah, that was the solution. And I, mm. I literally, I was running a few days after fat dog. So nice. wow. really good. Really wow. I mean, you, I got some swollen feet at the beginning. You, I always get all that, uh, <laughs> and I'll, I guess a little bit of pounding on your feet. So, uh, yeah, but it, it, it was gone within a few days and wow. I'm back at it now training. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming you don't have a coach. Just the I way don't. No. You don't. Would you consider getting a coach? I don't know. I, I feel like it's, I just like the way I'm doing it. And I feel like coach would restrict me from doing what I like. <laughs> like I don't know. My training is a bit different. I, I do make myself sometimes do say speed sessions or, you know, some tempo runs, but I just, I enjoy running for just the pure reason of running, you know? So (laughs) I I get out there and I just have fun. And most of my runs are fun. I I just enjoy them. And I feel like getting coach, uh, I mean, obviously it's, there's going to be lots of benefits and maybe, uh, if you want to go pro, you definitely want to get a coach. <laughs> um, but at this point, I don't don't think I need a coach. And then you look at Courtney DeWalter, for instance. <laughs> she <doesn't have laughs> a coach either, and she's a pro athlete, right? Yep. She, 
she does whatever she wants and she's the best in the world she so, would be a coach's nightmare there you go <laughs> <laughs> it also helps that you live in the backyard of the mountains yeah. and the trails like the inspiration is always out your window yeah right absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. that helps yeah. <laughs> um we've talked to people who've done fat dog and they always have hallucination that goes on with the trees did anything happen to you like that uh well it probably happens if you go into the second night right <laughs> when you're extremely tired but yeah running at night and you, i was falling asleep a little bit mm -hmm. uh, and you're alone and it's just so quiet there and you're in the middle of nowhere it's the most remote trail you could think of and yeah sometimes you see some shades from your lamp headlamp and you're <laughs> thinking okay was a bear or something but I was like, <laughs> and here and you just you just waved like in front of your headlamp but oh, yeah. i i haven't had anything crazy like something that was a courtney described like she saw like mickey mouse or something <laughs> like i was like holy shoot but would that be interesting that, right but having said that i haven't gone that far so it was like 29 16 so i didn't get a chance to be extremely exhausted extremely tired right uh, even at uh, backyard uh, we were we just started going into the second night and I was, I was actually feeling better going to the second and the first night for mm. some reason. But I haven't had any interesting hallucinating <laughs> stories. Sorry. Norm <laughs> loves that day. question. You love that question. Well, because it, I'm just curious of people that we talk to. That's it's always something weird. Yeah. Weird. Well, something you, in the air. You know, you're, you're getting tired. Fatigue is kicking in and sleep deprivation. So you could easily confuse your own pacer for some. You know, <laughs> right? I can see that happen. <laughs> now you've earned some tickets. You've earned some tickets for Western and Hard Rock. Are you are you putting your name in the hat for those ones? I am, but chances are really low, right? But uh, <laughs> I will for sure. Like the 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 more entries you make, the, the your chances are going up, right? So with time, unless you go and uh, do some qualifiers, right? But then mm -hmm. you gotta hit top two, and it's and it's uh, so competitive. Uh, but definitely, yeah, I, I would I I put my name. I will put my name into Western State and Hard Rock lotteries. So those are on my list uh, for <laughs> sure. And what about Leadville? Because I read somewhere that Born to Run was your inspiration book. It was, yeah, yeah. I learned about the Raramuri tribe and uh, the chia seeds. And, you know, in fact, <laughs> I'm, back, I'm still consuming chia seeds on a daily basis, like a little bit adding to my smoothies ever since uh, reading that book. And yeah, and Ladville is also, I think it's also a lottery though. Yes. So, mm -hmm. and it's, it, it will be so hard to do that race uh, just because, because of the elevation. And it's mm -hmm. something that is really hard to train even though we have mountains here but say the highest would be i don't know 25 2600 meters well mm. that's nothing you go 4000 meters there right <laughs> and you spend hours there so if you look at the profile it, there's not much climbing per se at leadville and that the train is not technical but it's just so hard to run because of low oxygen levels yes. 
Um, so, <laughs> but it's, I would try it. I would come a little bit earlier to acclimate a bit for sure. And just for the community, you know, every race comes with a unique community. Yeah. You go to Hard Rock, it's just the unique club there. Western States, same, just so much history there, uh, history behind the race. And uh, I would love to experience it for sure. Yeah. Mm. And what about some 200 milers or stage races? Have you thought about doing? Um, you know what? I thought about them, but I just can't wrap my head around the entry fee. Mm. Uh, right. yeah. it's just it's so much it's so i don't know if you know but it's i think 1500 us dollars yeah and i can run like four or five hundred miles for, <laughs> for that price right <laughs> and i would definitely consider it but it's just so expensive and i i can't justify that like that it's that, true that's right? true it's true you got a point yeah and i think yeah. that's why you see an older crowd doing that style of a race because they have grown children. They're a little <laughs> bit more established. Oh, yeah, yeah. They can afford to take the time off. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, you have a valid point there. And they're not going anywhere. You got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll wait, I guess. And um, I mean, and also like those people I noticed it's the, they said that one goal, one race per year and you spend that money on the race. I, I could see that happen, but I wouldn't want to train all the time just for one race. I, I want to go more, do more than one race. Can I mm -hmm. go different places, different trails? So, but definitely, I would be very interested in trying. So, you know, it's again going back to exploring your limits and if we even have them. There's you now <laughs> 300 milers now, and people just keep going and going and yep. nonstop. Like, where is that limit? Right? There's no line. <laughs> There's no line. There's no line. That's well, right. Well, take, take it from us. We're in our 50s. Okay. Okay. So do as many as you can, <laughs> and you're going to notice that you're going to slow down every decade, okay? No Mark way. my words. <laughs> I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm telling you, if I were your age again, yeah. I would sign up for all kinds of races yeah. while my body was able. <laughs> but the fact that you're signing up for Western now is a smart move because it's going to take five, six, seven years to get right. in. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. you also, you want to be smart with it too. You don't want to burn out. There's so many uh, athletes out there that also did so much. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they just stop because, I don't know, either injured themselves and they can't run anymore, so they stick to biking now. Like you yep. look, even professional athlete like Anton Kropichka, for instance, yeah. right? Like yeah. he, such an uh, exceptional runner, and he ended up injuring himself. Say Jeff Rose too, right? Mm -hmm. Like he did so many over those hundred milers, and all of a sudden he burned out, right? Yeah. So you yeah. see those amazing athletes out there. And uh, like, not everyone can be Carl Meltzer, right? No. <laughs> He's still rocking it. That's right. <laughs> like I, I go on his ultra sign up page and I like scroll and scroll. Uh, it's a book. Like, Holy. Yeah, it's a book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> this has been awesome, Ihor. It's, it's really a great list. Yeah. yeah, you're a good storyteller. Joy listening to you. Thank you. Thank can't you. wait to see what you do next. We yeah. can't wait to see what you do. We're going to be following your career. It's going to be a long Thank and healthy career. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Let's hope it's going to be like Carl Malta's career. And I just really <laughs> hope I, I won't uh, lose that passion for running, you know, for passion for just enjoying um, being out there and uh, seeing people and uh, just 
having that childhood feeling like so you run you're always forgetting about everything yes. you're always you know you you feel so free and uh burden free and it, it always makes you feel like you're a child so i just want to carry on with that feeling and i hope uh, i will never lose it that's why that's why you got to balance a bit there you don't want to push too hard there either right so. <laughs> well you have the right attitude certainly but yeah. before we let you go we have a little rapid fire questions sure. that we like to okay. ask just for fun yeah. okay yes hope i'll have answers <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite junk food why oh, junk food burger i guess is that junk food does yeah. that count? I yeah. don't. I don't really eat much junk food, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, I'm actually. I, I do low carb, high fat diet. Oh, okay. And yeah, so I changed at the beginning of the year. Uh, so junk food is always kind of out there, but yeah, I guess so. That's what I would have uh, uh, as. I would consider junk food. Sure. Yeah. After a hundred mile, you 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 crave a burger, right? After oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. What's another sport you'd like to excel in? Uh, I would want to get into biking. Ah. Uh, yeah. I, I many of my friends are biking. I see them on Strava doing it, and uh, it's a good cross training uh, mm -hmm. sport, right? So. And where you save on your joints a bit while still maintaining that uh, muscle strength. So this is something I, I would want to get into uh, within next year or two for sure. Mm -hmm. Mountain? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a tattoo? I don't. I no don't tattoo? like tattoos. I I feel like I do get a tattoo and then uh, what if I don't like it in a year? What am I going to do with it? <laughs> Like, yeah, that true. thought is killing me, honestly. So, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to get a tattoo. <laughs> What's your favorite smell? I like strawberries. Smell strawberries. strawberries. Yes. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Treadmill or a minus 20 run outside? Oh, uh, minus 50 run. Never a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. can't handle treadmill. I'm uh, with you. Okay, I have to go back to your roots. Cabbage rolls or pierogies? Uh, pierogies. Pierogies. <laughs> <Nice>. pierogies. <laughs> and last question. Pick yeah. a superpower. Uh, teleporting. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would love teleporting. Uh, always thought about it. And, and, you know, you're not the person who asked me that question. And uh, <laughs> I, I, ever since I watched the movie Teleport, uh, and it's quite old now, I guess. Uh, gosh, I'm getting old too now. <laughs> and it's just, it would be so amazing to be somewhere, right? Uh, like Instantly. Within, within yeah. a second, right? Uh, so that would be amazing. And it would help uh, while uh, racing 100 miles, right? <laughs> that would be cheating. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Ihor. It was a real pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks for joining yes. us. Thank you, Norm Jordy. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, very, I'm very flattered that you invited me on podcasts. As I said, you don't get invited to podcasts very often. And, well, the, the funny uh, thing is that we were just 
waiting for the results of Fat Dog. Who won this race? Who won this oh, race? Oh, really? Even <laughs> Ellie Greenwood was tweeting. Yeah. Who won this race? We're all waiting. And then finally. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> there were no social media posts. There was no results. Yeah. For what went? Because there is no service there, right? Mm -hmm. There is no service anywhere there. So you got to drive at least to the lodge to post. And every aid station, no service whatsoever. So. Mm. No one knew what was happening, right? <laughs> so exactly. So as soon as we found the results, boom! <laughs> Let's get them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, thank you so much, guys. It's very nice. Well, we have aspirations to come out west uh, in the next year or so. So maybe we'll look you yeah, up. Yeah, you should show you us should your come trails. To Chilliwack, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Gary Robbins lives here. I know you. You know that. Yeah. As uh, and. Our backyard is amazing, and not many people know about it. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I'll cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just a, it's a trail paradise ever since I moved here. Uh, and I'm surprised that not so many people here. Like uh, People still go north van, and those trails are amazing too. But I feel like these are something else. So, yeah, yeah next time you're here. Yes. Uh, definitely. Come on over. Okay. Show we will. Thank you so much. Thank Have a so good much. evening. Yep. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, Jordy, you too. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what an impressive young man. <laughs> yep. He's basically young and new to the sport, but he's uh, he's making some waves out there. He's getting himself noticed. And he's figured it out. He's hmm. figured it out early. It's not all about physical and mental game, keeping his body healthy, not signing up for too many races. I can't wait to see what he does at the national championship at the backyard altar. Backyard, backyard altar. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. He's going to meet a whole everyone from Canada going to BC to run this thing. That'd be awesome. It would be. It would be fun to watch that actually. Yeah. And now that he's mentioned that, it would be an interesting spectator sport. <laughs> And also, I hope he gets into Western and Hard Rock early. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See what he can do. Yeah. See what yeah. he can do. Yeah. Cool. Love it. And that was Ehor. That was Ehor Varus from Chilliwack. From Chilliwack. All right. And thanks for tuning in. We are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website, gotarunracing.com, for more details and join us on social media at Gotta Run Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.